0: Welcome to another episode of Becoming Unfuckwithable with your host Mindy Harley. Warning, listening to this podcast might cause you to shatter your limited beliefs, recognize your potential, and motivate you to be the best you can be. Other side effects may include, but not limited, to grabbing life by the balls, taking no crap from anyone, becoming an unstoppable force at various aha moments to get you thinking outside the box. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Becoming Unfuckwithable. I'm your host, Mindy Harley, and thank you for joining me for another, oh, just over an hour of awesome with Chatty Dunmore. Chatty is no stranger to adversity and overcoming challenges. In fact, I think that saying, you know, a woman meets a challenge and gives it a wink. That would be Chatty. She is a two-time pro bikini champ. She's a 12 time fitness cover model, certified holistic nutritionist, and of course, the most important role of all, a mom. And she is an online fitness coach. I'm so excited to have Chatty on this episode. She really gets real and raw. And, um, you know, I think there's gonna be a lot of great takeaways out there, especially for you guys who are going through some rough times in your life. Uh, take a page. From the book of Chatty, and I think you'll get through your day a little bit better. Chatty Dunmore, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And you know what? Uh, people are not privy to you and your story yet. I mean, they are in for a treat because I've known you for a long time and I've, you know, I've watched your career, I've watched your story, you've been one of the women that, you know, I've looked up to in the industry for such a long time, the way you carry yourself, the way you conduct yourself in business and, you know, growing your business, growing your online empire as well with your training and, you know, how you carry yourself in the fitness industry, whether it's been on stage or behind the lens. But, you know, it hasn't always hasn't always been that way either, you know, for you as far as, you know, this, you know, picture picture perfect, you know, what it, what it looks like, how you, how you carry yourself. You used to be, um, after your pregnancy, you know, and battling with your kidney disease that, you know, people would never assume from looking just at your photos and seeing you on a magazine cover that you had gained, uh, over 70 pounds and you were just over 200 pounds, and, you know. And because you had an athletic background, you know, what was, what was like the thought process, you know, when you had all that extra weight on you and you were looking after your newborn daughter and stuff, was there, you know, a thought process behind getting healthy again and losing the weight? Or, you know, did you just wake up one day and you're like, I, you know, this has got to change like right now, like we're going to, you know, take back my body. What was the process of, of these steps for you?
1: Um, first and foremost, I want to say thank you for taking the time to interview me. Um, yes, we've known each other for quite a few years. Um, I think I I met you through the WBFF, if I'm correct.
0: Yep. And
1: um, competing in that whole bodybuilding world, but yeah. let's um, let's take a couple steps back to where how I even got into the industry was. Obviously, it, it's crazy and as cliche as it sounds, but. Um, after every rock bottom, there is a rainbow. <laughs>
0: yes, there is. And,
1: um, yeah, and it's, just, it's so, um, it's, it's one of those, those things like, sayings that God just kind of, like, reiterates throughout your lifetime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a few times, I think he said it to me a couple of times, and he's put me in a couple of low, low places where I'm like, okay, here we go again. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, so for me, um I um I was a high risk pregnancy because of my daughter. So let's even go farther back than that. I think I started gaining weight in college. Um, you know I you know I have always been athletic growing up. My mom always had it in sports. I have a twin brother, so she's like always was really busy um, keeping us in like extracurricular activities. And so I did martial arts growing up and um, cheerleading, and um, I've always been active. So. I think that's probably one of the best foundation a parent can give their kids because it creates um, structure. And not only that, it's the fundamentals that has just kind of set me to where I am now. Mm-hmm. And so, um, growing up, you know, I've always, you know, been able to eat like whatever I want and yeah. get away with it because I was active and I had great metabolism. And for the most part, my mom ate, my mom cooked a lot. And so she you know, she made everything at home and it wasn't a lot of eating out food or processed meals. It was a lot of, I remember my mom buying like lots of fruit in the house and having that, um, in the house. And, um, she wasn't a veggie person. So it was cool for us because she didn't force veggies on us. Um, that but I remember, I remember right? that. And then fast forward to college, you get introduced to like alcohol and drinking and just like this whole like college life. And, um, then you have the college cafes and I remember just eating and drinking and parties and just not training as much because I I was cheering but I wasn't as cheering as much because you just want to not miss parties and so I stopped cheering in college and um that's when everything everything started changing for me my body started like gaining weight and um in my mind I thought I looked fit but I wasn't <laughs> you know how you can and a lot of people can relate to this who've been overweight you just like you look at pictures and you're like I didn't really think I looked that fat <laughs> so you see a picture of yourself and you're like oh my god why didn't anybody tell me anything yeah. you think you look really good yeah and then um I remember like See my stomach like sticking out like I had like alcohol, like a beer belly kind of. not even I, I didn't drink beer but I did I had a beer belly yeah I'll never forget that and I'm like oh my god it was horrible and then um and then um fast forward a couple more so I lost all that weight. it was kind of like um like the the fad diets that I lost the weight on and I remember taking like um like ephedrine like type of like Hydroxy cut type of pills because it gave me energy to like do term papers for college. And then, um, gosh, I don't even think I ever talked about this in an interview, but I did. And <laughs> I did that. And that's how I started learning. Like, I would do like those, um, like starve all day and then eat salads. And then, like, you know, that, that worked. Obviously, any diet works. Yeah. At that time. And, um, but it was su- such a bad way of doing things. And then fast forward, I started, I got married, um, got pregnant. And then that's when, um, my high risk pregnancy, um, because of my kidney disease, which I had since I was four years old, um, really escalated things where I just gained over 70 pounds. And so after I had her, I really had to like, well, I had postpartum depression. So I was super depressed and I wasn't, I wasn't happy in my marriage at the time. And, um, And I was just sad. I was just, like, looking up to myself in the mirror, like, thinking, like, how did I get myself, like, like this? Yeah. And um, I literally had to go back to, like, the blueprint. And it's, like, in anything in life, whatever works for you, I tell people all the time, just do that. Like, if there's no, like, perfect time to work out or a perfect day or – or um um like split workouts people ask me oh how how do you do your splits and I'm like dude just do what works for you right now and just Mm -hmm. get into a pattern and then once you can get into that then you can like go to different levels of like training but um when people are starting out that's what I had to do and so that really was like the the block that kind of set me to get into a routine and um I started doing like um um, not those, I didn't do any crazy diets, but I did, um, a lot of whole foods and I did a lot of fish and egg whites and oatmeal. And I remember reading it and like searching it and like, yeah. how did these Victoria models, Victoria's secret models like <laughs> lose weight, right? Like Heidi yeah. Klum and stuff. I yeah. did, no joke. <laughs> and so, um, I did that and I started doing like Tygo videos at home, um, because I was too embarrassed to go to the gym because I mean, fit, I didn't have any clothes that fit me. Um, except my pregnancy clothes, and then the only thing that fit me was, like, my husband's at the time's shirts and, like, sweat sweats, um, sweats and stuff, so I'm out training at home, doing these little workout videos, finally lost the weight, and um, that's where it all began, um, going to the gym, and seeing a girl with great arms and I was like ah that's what I want <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: look at those delts I want some of those yeah
1: I did I was like weird I think I was the only girl that ever said that too and I was like oh my god
0: because everyone I was
1: working out with was just like that's too buff I'm like no that's amazing yeah that's beautiful <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like it was baby sex heart. it was baby sex it literally took like um of, you know me doing research because i you know at the time it's you know i couldn't have i couldn't go to the gym because i was too scared to um excuse me i was too scared gosh i'm, I'm in a latin household sorry about that. <laughs> <It's all good. laughs> um, um and i was too scared to like leave my daughter because my postpartum depression was literally um i didn't want to leave my daughter alone with anybody yeah. where i was like um making um people wear like my robe because this is crazy that I thought that she was gonna fall in love with someone else oh
0: my god! <laughs> yeah I thought
1: I really like I would make people obviously because of germs and stuff you may wash your hands and but no yeah. joke I would wear, make people wear my robe so she like smelled me only <laughs> it was like the weirdest thing and I laugh about it now but yeah. it was because um I had help my my cousin helped me with my daughter and like you know family and I don't know why I just had like this huge fear of like my daughter not wanting her mommy and um and so I would work out like at five in the morning or I would work out when she was sleeping and I really wasn't sleeping enough and you know in a nutshell like when I really lost that sixty pounds it wasn't a healthy way because I was so depressed um because you know I was just postpartum depression just doing whatever it took to get to get the weight off and to um. And mentally, just to kind of, like, get in a routine because I was so, um,
0: sad. Yeah. Did you find, like, the, like, exercising helped your postpartum depression? Oh,
1: yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, it, um, it was the only thing I was in control of. Mm -hmm. It was in control of, like, my days because I was a new mom and, um, I was not happy in my marriage and I had stretch marks and cellulite and I was like, what the F, like, Like, it was just the only thing I can control was, like, just working out, um, my time, and I can change my body. Yeah. And it was, like, a cool thing, and I know a lot of people who have, like, um, eating disorders, like, they have, like, you know, control issues. I guess for me, this was my thing. It wasn't, like, I didn't have an eating disorder at the time. It was just, like, a control thing for me. It was just, like, okay, um, I get to work out, and, um, I can't change everything else, but I'm gonna make the best of it, and, um... And so, and of course, you know, I, I mean, it was all positive stuff too. I wanted to be a role model to my daughter. I didn't want her to be like mommy fat, or I wanted to, I wanted to be healthy more than anything. Yeah. So I knew that, especially me with the athletic background, I know like how, you know, endorphins and serotonin levels and what exercise does for you, even if it's five, 15 minutes, anything. Yeah. And so, I mean, it was a lot of stuff of reasons why I did it, but, um. But I was very sad I was in a, I was in a sad place where I was just like, okay, and I think I think anybody in the fitness industry can say what got them into the fitness industry was kind of like um, most of people saying depression
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: but so um <laughs> yeah. for me, yeah, I mean, it's therapy for me. We're even now working out like, I mean, besides, sometimes, like, when I'm mad, I start, like, cleaning and
0: organizing. It's weird. <laughs> but
1: if I'm, like, upset, I'm like, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going go to work
0: out. See, it's just it's, like like a... – That is opposite for me. If, if I'm upset, I can't go to the gym because then I start thinking about it because my mind just goes so blank, like, focusing on muscle and stuff. And my mind's blank, and then I just think about it more. So I got to do really? something else. Maybe I should try cleaning when I'm mad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I start organizing stuff. I don't know why, but working out and – um. And we're um, cleaning and organizing stuff. Like maybe my family knows that when I'm like really quiet and I start organizing stuff, they're like coming to the room like, "Are you okay? What's going on?" Yeah, <laughs> that's
0: a big tell. Yeah. <laughs> well, so maybe so then, what's the story then? Like, because that's a really, I mean, that's a pretty awesome story of like you know, you know, taking back your health. But then, of course, you started doing bikini competitions at one point where, you know, it definitely is a very um, extreme level of, again, um, you know, preparation and spending time in the gym. And, of course, your meals even have to be more regimented with that. And you did extremely well, you know, in the world of competing. You know, you won pro cards with the IPB, then you went on pro card with WBFF, then you won world titles with the WBFF. Um, was there something, cause I mean, you haven't stepped on stage in a while, but has there a, been a takeaway for you, um, from competing that's, you know, taught something about yourself that you didn't, you know, didn't ever think about before that you were like, huh? Um, yeah,
1: absolutely. I, uh, you know, going to the, the bodybuilding world was kind of an accident. It was, um, you know, again, when I went to the gym, I remember I told you, I saw that girl that had really nice arms. And I remember seeing her and just seeing um, her work out and just being just blown away by her physique, but her work ethic. And as a new mom, I was just drawn to that. And it was, you know, I would watch her. And then I remember telling somebody telling me at the gym, like, she's competing, for the a competition. I'm like, well, oh, competition for what? And like, bodybuilding. And I'm like, oh, like, and I think bodybuilding, that's like, unattainable. I think of steroids and you know, buff bodies, and that's all yeah. I could think of. And so I ended up watching this girl compete and thinking, you know, the lights, the tan, the oils, and this little bikinis and posing, and she was doing figure. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, there's no way I could do that. There's no way. Like, that looks insane. That looks too, like, intense. Like, I love food. There's no way that I can compete. Like, I love food way too much. Yeah. yeah. And, um... I um ended up leaving and a week later I remember talking to a guy who's trainer and I said I want to compete and he's like I thought you said you I'm like no I really want I want to do it I want to do it and um and I think for me at that time it was the baby steps for me because yeah. I had lost all the weight I started going to the gym I was fit I said I had mu- muscle definition and stuff but I wasn't like like yeah you know, bodybuilding muscle definition mm-hmm. um and so I was just ready for the next level because there was so much going on in my personal life. And again, being a mom and um, I love being a mom, but I kind of needed my own thing. Like just to kind of like you said, take back of my, my life and what makes me happy. And I guess from cheering and competing in martial arts for so many years, all growing up in grade school, I just, that felt like me. And so when I saw there was, wow, you can compete as a, as a mom, as a woman. And, and working out all together, that, that sounds like something I might want to get my feet wet in. Yeah. And um, and so I, I just dove into that whole bodybuilding world knowing nothing. Knowing not even, I mean, my first competition, <laughs> I didn't even know how, I didn't know that you had to learn how to pose. Like, I practiced the night before. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I just yeah. like I literally was like saying hi to my mom on stage. Like it was bad. Like it's just like and my, in my it was hunched over. I didn't even get spray tan because I thought, oh, I'm Puerto Rican. I don't need to get spray tan. Yeah, I'm already tan. <laughs> so I was like the whitest girl on stage. It was so bad, um, you know. And that the the lessons I learned from just losing again this is where we come from. The first thing that we said in this call is, you know, the rock bottom. It's just like losing and losing and losing and failing and failing. That's what made me become a champion. It was like, I was, so, I was already like, I, I had so many things going on that I was okay with being rejected. And I had no fear. Mm-hmm. I literally just went in there and I said, Oh, so we're saying I lose. That's it. Keep it. The show must go on. Let's keep it moving. Let's go to the next show. Let's do this. And I would just like, you know, take, um, notes on the shows that I lost and so I would watch the girls who placed and yeah. I would see what they would do and how they would pose and I'm like okay I can do that and I would just you know and I just move on and then take it as a lesson to the next show and I just I was re- relentless I just wouldn't stop and I um you know like I remember getting um you know competing in a local show which, which was my first I'm sorry no it was this, um, NPC Contra Costa which was um San Francisco Mm -hmm. And I got second place. And, oh, my God, that was, like, winning. That was, like, the first time I placed.
0: Yeah. Um, Because I
1: was, like, 14th and last. And I was (laughs) – I lost so many shows. And then I got second place. And I'll never forget it. And I was just, like – it felt like I just won, like, a million dollars. I was, like, oh, my God, this is how it feels to win and to be on a stage. And and then from there, I competed in Sacramento uh, National Qualifying Show. And I won my class and overall. And I was just, like, okay. I'm on to something right now. And I remember, you know, coaches of mine just, you know, saying, no, you're not ready for the Arnold next. And I'm like, I'm going to compete at the Arnold next. Because <laughs> I disqualified. I disqualified yeah. for it. And they're like, you're not ready for it. Just because you won the show, you're not ready for it. And I'm like, oh, yes, I am. Mind you, I had my coach telling me I wasn't ready for it. And, um, huh. you know, uh, I just, yeah. I, I, you know. And he, and he was supporting me at the time, but he still felt that I was, like, ballsy for me because he had only coached girls to do natural shows. So MPC and IFBB was a completely different world for him. He felt, he felt like everything was political. And, and for the most part, it is, you know. But for the most part, also, you just kind of have to, like, you know, I think God has, like, say in a lot of things, too. And um, mm-hmm. I went into these shows, and I wasn't part of a team. I wasn't part of, you know, I didn't have a stellar posing coach or you know, a squad behind me I just had a personal trainer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who yeah. like who like just trained me like he would train anybody else. He might, he, he worked with like, a couple of competitors. And that girl that I saw in the gym with the buff arms, that was his girlfriend at the time. So like, he was learning from her. Um, And so I, um that I won the Arnold show. And gosh, again, another lesson learned. It was just kind of like, had I not, you know, had I not had the courage to like, just compete and just kind of Follow my heart and just say why not? Like I'm not gonna lose anything from this. I'd probably be. I'd probably. Be, I don't know what I'd be doing. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like after with, after winning the Arnold in 2010, that kind of um, set my career. It it literally put me in a whole different level in the fitness industry.
0: Yeah. And just. And then I there. and then
1: from there I transitioned to the WBFF. I, well, I won my pro card after yeah. the Arnold. Transitioned to the WBFF and. Um, Won two more world titles after that. Competed competed in the uh, fitness world title. I'm sorry, excuse me. One second. In the fitness um, diva, correct?
0: Yep. yep. And
1: that. then I placed fifth, which I felt like I didn't even deserve that because I, I was like, what was I thinking? I I to stick in bikini. <laughs> <laughs> but but I um, you know, I was just like ballsy, and I was just like, oh, I, don't, I I guess I kept putting it to a different level and level, and then um i just felt like i needed a break after that i i stopped competing in 2013 mm-hmm. and um i just was like i kind of you can get a little bit jaded with like just the negativity of just you know support from people and just the bodybuilding world just prepping for shows it's so exhausting not only physically but emotionally yeah and um and then from winning so much like the good thing is you win and the bad thing is that you win. And when I say that, it's because people expect so much from you. And um, just, I remember being backstage and I was hiding because I just wanted to relax. I didn't want to take pictures. I didn't want to like show like what I look like. I was just scared and I just wanted to relax. Like, I and like, oh, there
0: Huh? Like, I just want to put my feet up on the couch. Yeah. Um,
1: like yeah, and my question, like, yeah, I mean, it was just like, and it's scary because, you know, those shows, like, everybody gets excited and they want to take pictures, and they just like, and I didn't want to be the jerk, like, didn't want to take a picture, but at the same time, too, I was so, like, nervous. Yeah. <laughs> because I was, like, coming back and competing, and it's always like, three times, four times, and it's like, okay. Um, it was just a lot of pressure. And so I I realized that, okay, I need to like, just tap out. And so, um, the lessons learned are just like, don't give up and just, you fall, you get back up and gosh, I just, I think between martial arts, competing, cheerleading and bodybuilding, I just, I'm like, and relationships, (laughs) (laughs) I had to add that in there. Um, I just learned that, you know, you fall, you get back up even stronger.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, it's funny because, you know, it's like you couldn't not give yourself a chance at competing at the Arnold. And for everybody else, you know, yeah, they think like, well, you're not or anybody else could even easily think, yeah, you're not ready. So you'll lose. But it's like, well, what's so wrong with losing? Like, you know, life will go on. I'll learn again like that shouldn't right. be the main fear. I know. That's pretty It's so true,
1: Mindy, you know. It's so true. you can't even say that like say that enough. Like, like I feel like that should that should be said on somebody's social media page because that's where everybody only listens to. <laughs> yeah. That that should be said every day. All right, hit up like, Instagram. It's to lose. Yeah.
0: You, you know? don't really
1: lose, right? You learn. Yeah, and so you it's this, do. it's such a it's such an important lesson especially for the younger, younger demographic like my daughter that's something that you know, and uh, a great quote that I have had on my vision board from Sarah Blakely, who's a huge muse of mine, is that her dad every day would always ask her and her sibling,
0: what did you fail at today? Yes, I read that. I love it. Isn't that beautiful?
1: Uh, like, I'm like, and I remember cutting that out and putting my vision board. And I'm like, why do I like this? Because um, this really sucks. Because I don't nobody wants to fail, right? Nobody, nobody wants, wants to, like, fall in front of people. And, I mean... And throughout my career, I've had some embarrassing moments with career, personal life, and just associating myself with certain people. It's just, you know, it's just—it's life. It's mm-hmm. just—it is. It's just life. And it, um, if you don't learn that, I feel bad for people who don't get those lessons learned yeah, because yeah. they just really don't get to really experience what like
0: this world has to offer. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every every chance like that is another chance for your, you know, yourself, your soul to evolve further and whether it was uh, the worst experience of your life and you come out of it and you're just like, yeah, well, I've gone through that. And i like, what else you got <laughs> for me? You know, it's just, <laughs> yes, I can take then... you. Let's do it. Bring it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. it's, yeah, it's, you just have to take a chance and you just have to do it. And with that being said now with people, you know, going after their goals or having fear, but how, what do you feel is the most common reason people fail at going after their goals? And it's either, you know, fitness-related, you know, losing weight, gaining muscle, or even business-related.
1: Um, Fear. Everything's always fear-based. It's, um... When we get to the logistics of, like, you know, when I, when I make posts and people are like, oh, it's so easy to say that when you're, like, with a rich guy or with because... Um, you don't have bills to pay or because um, whatever people say negative, it's because I think a lot of times people's fears are like, like they can't follow their dream because let's say they have a nine to five job and they're like, well, I have bills to pay and this is what I have to do, right? Yeah. Um, and so I think that a lot of times people are just, it's an attachment to like, material things, right? And Mm -hmm. I think, of course, we have to, like, survive and live. And there's certain things that I'm like, okay, baby, well, mommy wishes she can sit there and, like, you know, do, like, you know, paint your nails and just, like, listen to music and stuff. But mommy has to go to work. So it's like, but at the same time, too, we we, like, life is so short that I think that um, people get attached to, like, their cars and, like, just material things. And like, what do we really work hard for? We work hard for because we want to celebrate with our families and to enjoy it. Right. Mm. But then they don't really look in retrospect of like, okay, well, well, are you ever going to like follow your dream? And I think that that's the choice that God gives everybody that there's people who are going to follow it. And there's the people who are don't. And that's just the choice that we honestly get to make because everybody has that choice. So you, nobody can really say, I didn't have the chance to do that. Yes, you can. You just didn't want to do that. You know, and there's sacrifices that we all have to make, you know, like some people like stay in their mom's couch for three years to suck it up and to kind of save money for something or some people will work an extra job be- and as a mom because, you know, she wants to provide something for her kids or, you know, another person will take an extra job that has nothing to do with their career or their degree because, it's all sacrifices that we make, yeah. you know? And I think that once you are aware of that, then you know that you have options. If you don't, then you just are setting for the standard, like life. You just become basic, pretty much.
0: Yeah. If <laughs> 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 break it to you, you become basic.
1: Yeah, yeah. you do. Like, you, you gotta, are you going to be the sheep, right, and just follow the herd? Or are you going to, like, be the sheep? Like, that sheep that stepped out and said, okay... And it's just like, I think that, um, and it's, and it takes, you know, age and and lessons learned from that. I think not everybody gets that, um, you know, that beauty of luxury of like learning as fast as, you know, I have, because I have older siblings and I feel like I've learned a lot from their mistakes, Mm -hmm. but, um, I just feel like it's super important to just kind of put yourself out there and kind of like whatever it is that makes you happy, set up time to like, kind of you know, you know, just kind of a, go for it. Like, even if it's like, so for me, I, I want to do photography. Like, there's just something I, I'm a closet iphonographer. I've been talking about it for years. Like I take pictures of everybody and the most amazing pictures and people on my iPhone. I, and I have a couple of cameras I've taken like nice photography, but I've never really like pursued it because I am like, oh, well, I'm in the fitness world and I've done so well. And I get all these accolades and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? I really need to start tapping into that that photography stuff because maybe being behind the camera is where it's at for me. And I've learned so much being in front of it that's going to make me the best photographer because I know what it's like to be in front. And so that's something that I really want to pursue. It's scary to kind of do that because I don't have any portfolio like a lot of famous photographers that I know. Yeah. But at the same time, too, I do have the network. And I do have, like... So it's just, it's just being ballsy and just saying, you know what, why not? And just um, taking an hour a week. yeah An hour a week is not much. Just to start photographing. Um, and those are the things that I'm going to start doing. And it's just, that's what sets me apart from pursuing stuff. And same thing with bikini, you know? Like, yeah, I could have lost the big Arnold show when my coach said, you're not ready for that. But, um, but I didn't. And look what came out of it.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so it's, it's all mindset. It's, it's perspective.
0: Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, and even for yourself with, like, photography, and you just said, you know, well, I don't have the biggest portfolio. It's like every pro was once an amateur, none of those photographers that started out, when they started out, you know, did they automatically, with the snap of their fingers, have an amazing portfolio? Did they have to learn, you know, from the bottom with lighting and directing models and, you know, everything? So, I mean, I think you're going to make a freaking brilliant photographer. So i'm excited Aww, for thank you. you i can't hey, wait to see you
1: haven't, you. He haven't even seen my stuff though yet yes, but i can't
0: <laughs> but be but you me all excited <laughs> I, yeah i'm excited for you because it's i could just tell in your voice like when you're talking about it you know that you are passionate about it and i i really think you know you've got the touch for it so i believe in you so i can't wait to see it oh
1: thank you thank you i have um a really good friend of mine who is a stellar photographer who is like renowned photographer she's one of my best friends Natalie Min and she's been telling me for years (laughs) she's like she's like I would let you take pictures of me and I don't let anybody take pictures of me you are like that good um and you know when she says stuff like that I know she wouldn't just say that she would just kind of be like yeah go for it she wouldn't (laughs) she wouldn't just lie she'd be like supporting me but not really like (laughs) you know saying stuff like that so I know she doesn't give compliments for free so um but I yeah it's just it it is um it's that mindset like my mom always says you know and you know I've had people tell me you're not going to make money in the fitness industry everybody's a fitness model on social media right now you know and even me stepping away from it for so many years and thinking like how am I going to get back in this like because I do love, I do love working with women. I love training. I love, um, inspiring women through like my posts and words and just, um, just letting people know that there's never, it's never too late. And yeah. I've been at rock bottom more than once and it's, it's totally doable. It's just consistency. It's just getting back up consistently. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and I, I don't know, maybe, you know, the plans to me coaching and mentoring and then, Throwing a huge photo shoot for my own clients might be something in the future.
0: Hey, I think you've got something there. So Yeah, I just I thought know. about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> have a little mastermind session right here. I know. There Look at go. that, Mindy, you're killing me. <laughs> you have all these uh, new uh, business ideas coming out of this little chat chat, so it's good um yeah like i'm
1: writing down on my my laptop i'm like i gotta note write this down
0: (laughs) (laughs) don't forget it well i mean we've got it recorded here so uh yeah i won't let you forget it
1: um don't let me forget whoever's listening
0: (laughs) we're we're not yeah we'll write that down and that's you know when you left the industry you and i actually both then left the industry around the same time 2013 and took a hiatus and yeah i cited some of the same things like with just you know the you know, the ego in the industry and people and the, so it's just the energy and stuff. And it really wears on you and the prep and everything too. And yeah, when you jump back into it, it's like, you know, you just have to keep working at it every day when you decide to get back into the fitness industry. So, I mean, it's, yeah, <laughs> you need, you need the patience, need the tenacity. Um, but I mean, you are a successful entrepreneur and, you know, you've got those qualities and you've climbed to the top already, but you know, there's always the lessons along the way when you're there. So what were some of the biggest stumbling blocks that you've come across chatty and you know, how did you manage to push past them? Stumbling blocks are always going to be
1: life in general, especially being a single mom. That's always a huge obstacle because you can't just pick up and go. You can't just like, it's not about the chatty show. Um, A lot of, fitness, um, entrepreneurs are very self-absorbed, but at the same time, too, you, there are some amazing ones that are just like, I'm inspired by them. And I'm like, how are they managing it? Because if they can do this, I can do this. So again, it's perspective and, and surrounding yourself around people who inspire you. Um, another building, uh, stepping block would a, a stumbling block would be, um, just keeping structure. Um, I think now, um, with social media, um, it's just kind of like, it's so easy to just get off track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's so many new like <laughs> apps and gadgets and, um, keeping up with the Jones right now. And mm-hmm. so, um, it's just having structure and, and staying in line with your objective yeah. and, and just really owning who you are because, that's what's going to set you apart from everyone else. Um, yeah, there's like, you know, the the fads of what people want. And you have to honor that, what your followers want. And, and obviously companies that you align yourself with. But as long as you stay aligned with uh, uh, who you are, stay aligned with who you are, that's super important because that's how, I think for me, um, that was huge for me for my followers because I mean, gosh, there could have been so many times that I could have like just blended in with what's popular and what's getting like the tons of millions of followers. And I really said, you know what? I'm not going to do that because that's just not who I am. I'm a mom more than anything. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's just not me. And, um, and I, I, I lost a lot of followers and that's hard because we live in an industry now, Mindy, and you know, this more than anything, social media is everything. It is like it is. It's 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 a business for people now. It's not just pictures to look at and keep a social media status. It's um, it's a hub where we are um, interacting with companies, and now we can get paid to blog and and actually just post our workout journeys. And so, it's really important to just kind of stay um, stay in your box. And um, and I think those top three, as long as you like can stick to those and not have any fear and just you know and this is something that I have to remind myself all the time it's not something that comes easy for me any of those it's something that I have to like reiterate to myself and say okay no 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 like because it's you can get discouraged by looking at all the perfection out there now um yeah. But it's just you just have to remember too okay uh I know what sets me apart as this person is that I'm a mom and they're not a mom um i have this and they don't have this they have this and i don't have that yeah
0: yeah
1: (laughs) and i and then i realized okay why girl i i always videotaping myself on good lighting it's not perfect all the time and um and it took like a couple editing like trait tries for that and it took me many years to get around that now so and i try to like be vocal about that because instead of just saying thank you because it's important for me and it's a duty for me as another woman who has a little girl to like sure other girls know that like, it's not like I was wearing makeup. <laughs> I use the filter. Yeah. I, yeah. and of course I say thank you, but I just make sure that I'm just another girl like them.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's being transparent and still, you know, reminding people that it's like, yeah, here, here I am. And this is what I've done. But yeah. Um, it's, so important. You don't see a lot of people doing that. It's not, you know, people don't disclose that kind of stuff. And it's easy to get lost in the rabbit hole of comparison. And then, you know, (laughs) you're like, what the heck just happened for, like, the last hour of my life? And now I feel horrible. So, Oh, my
1: gosh. I I
0: know that
1: you were asking me earlier that it's just, you know, social media. And you are, like, a guru on that. So, you know, I'm sure you have to teach your clients that. But for me, it's teaching my daughter, like, baby, we've been on, we, you and I are on our phones way too much. We need to, like, get back on it. And I have to, I have to set times. Yeah. I give her, like, an extra amount of time that she's on it, too, so I can answer my emails or reply um, messages or whatnot. And then it's like, okay, off. Let's put our phones off. Let's work on homework. Let's do this. Let's do that. And it's a to do list every day. And that's with everything in life. Mm -hmm. If not, it is a rabbit hole. It is literally a rabbit hole that you would just get sucked in by other jackrabbits by the
0: ankles. Yeah. (laughs) you're coming down coming in hot I know yeah
1: it is and it's so easy to like just because you're like oh my god pretty pictures and then it's like Instagram to Pinterest to like you're like well how, how did I get a, I started creating five
0: boards what yeah here I am all I know is that uh, he broke up with his girlfriend and then they went to Hawaii and that's her cousin and their cousin got a dog and wait who is this family <laughs> like yeah yeah. You,
1: see, yeah you start hitting different accounts you're like wait who am I yeah <laughs> Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a, it's, a, it's a huge rabbit hole, especially. And I think it's um, that's a huge thing for everyone to just create structure. Yeah. Even when you're at the gym, like, when you're working out, don't even, like, look at your phone only for workouts to you change your song. That's yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Because if not, you're not going gonna to be in the drift, like, two hours then. You're yeah. really never going to leave. And I don't think people realize, like, get the remember that it takes 15, 30 minutes to get to the gym. Mm-hmm. Then you have an hour then you have another 15, 30 minutes to get out. And that's not including running into people and talking between yourselves or having a protein shake or going to your locker and getting an extra towel. Or, you know, all that's, it adds up. It's like three or four hours. You just waste it. Yeah. No, no,
0: no, no. I get annoyed when I have to take like three bathroom breaks during my workout. I'm like, come on. I have a workout to do. <laughs> uh. girl, <laughs> like, no, girl, get
1: it together, bladder. Get I it together. Like,
0: come on. Really? Really? You got to go again? Frig, fine. Uh, yeah, oh, no, never mind. Freaking spending time on social media while I'm working out or snapping selfies in between the the pumps. Oh that, man, uh, throw kids to the mix.
1: Throw kids when they're set to get away at the gym. You're like, oh my god, are you home from school already? <laughs> <laughs>
0: that oh. doesn't stop. It's just nonstop. It's just never ending. Mama's gotta burn some muscle. Yep. Okay. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean. Uh, and for everything that you're doing, you know, and you, like I said, you're 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 single, independent mom, you know, and you're a freaking independent major boss, babe. And you know, you're you're running your life like a boss. And I mean, you you have such conviction in all your decisions and everything that you do in life. You know, like I said, you you're always are very transparent. You know, with your audience and who you are and your expectations and your expectations for yourself. Do you find that a lot of men in the past were intimidated by your success and as you are as a strong woman? And you know what and if there's any advice that you can give to the single ladies out there still trying to find, you know, a good man, like what what can you tell these ladies? Like what have you learned from yourself with your own experience?
1: Uh, that's a great question. Um so I have to be careful how I answer that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, you know, and, and, and I'm gonna be real, like I don't, I don't wanna say guys are like intimidated because guys are guys, They're, they have testosterone yeah. and they like to chest bump and they like to say, I got this, right? Yeah. And they think they can't handle um, someone who has and knows what they want. But I think it has to do with more than anything our choices. It doesn't even have to do with the men anymore. I'll just take them out of the picture right now. Because <laughs> I think it comes down to, no, and I'm being, seriously, this is something yeah. that I've, I have learned, that it is the choices that I, and what I tolerate, and how I treat myself, it's such the standard how I let everybody else treat me. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, I really, like, learned that if I start changing stuff that makes me happy, or stuff that I like to do, or stuff that defines who I am, then, then I'm setting myself up for failure. Yeah. Because it's it, nothing lasts that way. It doesn't, it doesn't, it just like, it just doesn't, um, you think that, oh, I'm going to do this just to make this person happy. And, you, and there's for the most part you can, and you can change who you are to a certain extent where you're modifying things but for the most part you know it doesn't you know it's just it's really owning who you are and saying hey this is this is who I am this is a part of my world and you're either in or you're out yeah you know it's not even it's not even about like guys anymore it's something that as women we really have to own and we have to project and stay true to because if not you just all hell breaks loose Mm -hmm. and um and that's something that I think I'm learning still. Um, and you know, I, I try to learn from my sisters, my mom, and just women that I know that inspire me. But no one really learns that, and no one can teach you that for yourself. You really can't. Like you just, it's all trial and error. You know, it's just something that God instills in us, and um, He's the only one who can teach us that. And it sucks because sometimes we fall flat on our face in front of everybody in the world who follows us mm-hmm. <laughs> and it sucks and it's embarrassing and it's just, it's heartbreaking. And then you have people following you or like what happened with this person? And, and it's, it's hard. It's hard because you don't even know how to answer that. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, uh, it's just, it's something that we have to own up to because we put it out there, you know, for the most part. And yeah. so, um, you know, it's just we're the ones who are responsible for it. And so for me, I think that it's the best advice I can get to women who um, are in my position, who have been in my position, or who uh, I can kind of put some type of like instill anything in their head is that just stay who you are, stay true to who you are. Because if you don't, nothing's that are like nothing's going to work in your life if you don't like. Own and do the things that you want, and you think that a relationship's gonna work? Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you are so nope.
0: Badly it's mistaken. Not.
1: It's not. And it's just like, and then, and it's okay when people don't are not okay with that. It's okay. I mean, you can still love someone and not be with them, mm-hmm. you know? And, and you know, it's just, it's just, man, it's just life. It's just, you know, and um, I think as a mom, it's important to me to, um, just set up a platform to whatever I do, I'm showcasing to my daughter. daughter. So what I accept as other people behaving, I'm showcasing that's okay for her to accept. Yeah. That's and really um, that's something that I think every woman should just keep that in mind that if it's not their kid, it's a family relative or their best friend, like whatever you think it's okay with, you're you're setting that bar for everyone else. Mm-hmm. Because when our kids grow up or my friend like starts dating or like you just show that that's okay for that person to treat you that way or that's okay for um, for you to behave like this or even if it's good but you're really like subsiding feelings that you have right yeah and so it really doesn't have to do with anything treat anybody treating bad maybe it's just like a lifestyle that you're just like this is just not who I am like I'm not like I like this and you know and I could say it from like music like somebody liking pop and somebody liking country and you're like okay well two people can be in two different wavelengths but if that's a constant like barrier between you two and and your relationship then that's something that you really need to like reconsider because maybe you guys are just not on the same page you guys and I go to the same concerts together (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna have to find someone to go with because if not you're gonna have some problems
0: yeah (laughs) <laughs> and I mean, and then being okay with that, that that's, you know, respecting your thing and respecting their thing. And, you know. Yeah,
1: but there's some, there's some people who are cool with it. Some people are like, yeah, go do your thing. Go do your thing. And some people are not. It's just, yeah. it's this all again. It's just, you got to find a partner who is willing to be, who's someone who could be your friend and is down for the ride. Not just like, it's just not, it's not all about love. It's not, as much as I want to say, like, being in a relationship is all about love because it should be but it's it's about being a teammate it's yeah. someone who could you could be your friend and someone who you can tolerate
0: yeah
1: because there's no relationship that's perfect yeah. there's just not it's just a lot of work and and um, when you find someone that you can have that with then it's perfect
0: yeah no exactly and I mean the whole teammate thing and you know losing yourself in a relationship you know and I mean even for myself too like speaking from past relationships like it's something that. I've learned as well, like just you know, not standing up for myself and you know saying that you know this isn't who I am, you know. And I even look back on pictures and then just like, what were you thinking, Mindy? Like what? <laughs> like this isn't this this is this isn't you, you know. And when I think it's yeah. the most liberating thing when you can finally be a hundred percent yourself. Right down to the weirdness, like that cliche thing, like find someone who you know you can be weird with or enjoys your weirdness, you know. And you don't need to worry about like, oh, maybe I shouldn't like make like you know my corny jokes. You know they don't like my corny jokes, like I just won't tell them, kind of thing. But again, yeah, I really love telling my corny jokes, but they think they're stupid and they need to shut up. Like you know, it's just down to like, even <laughs> I I the that yeah. I think. Listen,
1: I think everybody has their own ways of what works for them, right? Yeah. And I think for me, it was just kind of. Um, I'm just kind of still trying to sort out what works for me right now, and um, and I'm still trying to discover who I am. And um, and I mean, I know who I am, but I, I um, just I'm learning a lot. I'm still learning. Yeah, that's that's all I can really say. I'm still learning There's a lot of things. I um, I thought I knew, and I was just like, okay months later I'm like you're nope that's not working for me (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was gonna work for me but that's not gonna work for me um and there's this kind of like a funny meme that I saw that I saved that says now that I'm older the only thing I wish I didn't I did when I was younger is tell people to f off like when I was younger (laughs) and I laugh it really is like that that feeling where you're just like you try to uh, accommodate everybody else when you're not doing it for yourself mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like you, sometimes you got to do to you and you just got to like focus on that and then um whatever is meant to be will be
0: yeah 100%. and
1: just yeah
0: <laughs> absolutely do a little fist pound on that one Oh, we just have a bad connection here. Can you hear me? Hello? Chatty? Okay. We just had a bad connection there. Yes. I'll just uh, edit that. i I'll edit that out of the thing here. So let's keep rolling. And so everything... It does seem like you are focusing back on yourself and putting in that 100% because you just launched your brand new website, I saw. That yes, was amazing. Yes, Congratulations. Yes, I'm so, so excited. Yes. Uh, Tell me about it. It's,
1: it's, um, it's chattyfit.com. It's chatty, dot tcom And, man, I've been working on it for months. Um, this is my first website. I think I had a website chatty demo, but it's not working. and I had no control of it. Um, this is my first website that I have control of and my 1st ebook, which is called Heal Thyself. Like it's spelled healthy self, but T-H-Y is capitalized. Yeah. And it really is like just kind of my blueprint to like how I got through postpartum depression. Um, the tips that I give to other women who are just kind of mastering their inner and outer strength. And I have like a a little plethora of 30 days of uh, home workouts, no equipment needed, a uh, nice. seven-day meal plan, and a seven-day vegan plan. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah.
0: That's, that's awesome. Yeah, I so you were kind of dabbling in the uh, the vegan or vegetarian little lifestyle here. Are you still doing that, by the
1: way? Yes, yeah. So, so I, I did because I was a thing, and... Um, I mean, for a lot of reasons, because it's a fad, and not only that, as me, us being the, the fitness and nutrition world, I think it's important for us to, like, just know a little bit about everything, mm-hmm. and, um, at that time, that was a couple years ago, and I did the 20-day vegan diet, and it was awesome, um, but I was like, it's not for me, I can't wait to have, like, a deli sandwich, right, and yeah. then went back to my old ways, and, um, Recently, in the last year, I got very, very sick. Um, I got uh, just face swelling up, body aches, just not feeling good. Wasn't sure what was going on. Thought it was allergic reaction. Yeah. Everything from a dermatologist to a, um, you know, a specialist in allergies. And they took every test. And I'm like, oh, no, it's seafood for sure. Oh, it's my dog's maybe dog hairs. Or, oh, maybe it's this lacto, um, you know, dairy or... You know, and, um, every single time I was taking test, my face was swelling up more and more and more around my eyes. I got like this butterfly rash. Um, and then they, everything came out negative and my doctor just like, are you like, is your hands hurt? And I'm like, yeah, I get like arthritis and my body hurts and, you know, I was giving him symptoms and he's just like, let's take an autoimmune disease, um, blood work and, um, they wanted to do a biopsy and, um, it came back positive for lupus. And, um, I already have an existing kidney disease. And so having lupus is not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, so gosh. it was contributing yeah. to like, just, you know, the last year, um, just my body was just going through so many changes and, um, I, it was just really stressful for me and I, I didn't know what's going on. And I got into like my, my little, my little rabbit hole where I was stressed out and I became depressed and, um cause I didn't know what was going on. Like I had no energy to work out. I didn't know why my face was swelling up. I look like Hitch, uh, Will Smith from Hitch. Like <laughs> my face was swollen up. Um, no joke. I'll send you pictures privately. Okay. And I just, um, you know, I just, you know, when I found out I got lupus, I was actually like happy because I was happy. I found out what it was. Yeah. And whatever God puts in my way, I'm like, oh, here we go. I'm putting my cowboy hat <laughs> like, on this I can't conquer. Yep. And so, um, you know, I've gone to see a, um, a doctor and they put me on meds and a uh, dermatologist helped me with some uh, uh, topical steroid in my face and I'm doing a lot better. But I realized after a lot of research that I had to really change my food because I feel like food is medicine. And I just recently got certified as a holistic nutritionist. And I just was like, you know, what? I really want to opt this way instead of just going for like all the meds that the doctors want to put you on and um I've been juicing and then that just kind of transitioned to staying away from like meats and just you know I just noticed a huge difference and my face looks normal again Uh, my energy levels are better um I don't feel as tired and sick anymore and I just realized like you know maybe this is just what my body wants and this is what I need and um and there's days that I, you know, like I have like my moments, and I'm like, this is so hard because it's just accustomed to being like eating a certain way and stuff. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, like I just, I actually, because I'm like, ugh, oh, I just talk so much smack about people who juice. <laughs> 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 who does that? I'm like, oh, <laughs> I do too. And I'm all that. like, get excited! I just went to the, the market. <laughs> let's choose so oh man god has a funny way of doing things
0: yeah actually I don't mind you so, like right.
1: now i'm like sorry i
0: was, say, I was actually as um with juicing yeah i kind of don't mind it like with like apples and some ginger and stuff and see what kind yeah. of stuff you can create
1: and, um yeah it's it's so awesome and um so yeah i've just been been staying away from certain foods and i was initially doing it because um learning and then I did it again because of ethical reasons because you know, people know I love dogs and they're just like, oh their dogs are like pigs, blah blah, blah. and then and then I was like, okay, let me do more research on watching documentaries and then more than anything, I did it because of my health. Yeah. Like it's just better for me. And um and it's everybody has their own way of doing things. So I'm not shaming anyone who wants to see me or anything like that. But for me it was just that's just what's walking that's just making me in a good place and um and i'm just happy just eating better yeah that's so awesome <laughs> yeah
0: yeah no i had i had no idea you know i think actually now that you mentioned the lupus i think i might have recall on a, yeah i think you did, did you, you make a instagram post about that once maybe did yeah, yeah. i did discreetly i didn't yeah. want to um
1: sit there and be like you know pity me everyone i have lupus so i made a very discreet post and stuff but i yeah. actually think I'll, I'll make a post on on what it looked like and so people can kind of get to see the raw of um, picture of like me hitting a certain point in my life because I, I think it's important that people see that it's not just perfect pictures and workouts for me like I'm a human being who's like sick and I just got back up and here's what worked for me and maybe I can help someone who, who's going through the same thing yeah and so I have to remind myself that instead of overthinking it like oh, she's looking for this or attention and stuff because I try to sit, try to tend to be modest about certain things and helping others and look what happened to me and maybe it, like, oh, no, everybody wants to just see the workouts. workouts yeah. and um, it's not that. People want to see more.
0: Yeah, no, they definitely do and I think already you've established that so well for yourself in the past that I don't th- really think anyone of your audience would see it as a cry for an attention. And the more that you, you share and you allow the, you know, the light to get into your cracks and stuff, like, it really humanizes you. And, I mean, it can definitely help way more people out there by just being raw and real and sharing that with people. So we should definitely do it.
1: Yeah, well, I think I'm sure, like, you know, I'm going to get negativity from it because, you know, people, I, I, just, uh, we live in a <laughs> screwed up world where people just make fun of. Uh, pictures not knowing like it's a sick person yeah um but uh for me I want to do more research on like my recovery and um because I know that's the first thing that I'm going to get is the people who want help and I just want to be really prepared for that um to make sure to give them like the right information and not say anything um that is wrong because I think with just with our platforms we just it's like people really take to heart anything we say
0: Yeah.
1: and so I, I really just want to do more research on like you know what I have and what's working for me and um and I, I was laughing because I was looking at some old pictures of me and I actually have a tank top that I was selling um I'm eating a burger it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so funny and I'm like oh my god like I'm going to get, like, all these vegan people who are going to hate me. And they'll be like, what the hell are you (laughs) thinking?
0: (laughs) i would be like, that was
1: BC, before Chaddy thought she got
0: lupus. Yes. (laughs) beforehand oh man you need to oh die, man oh we gotta we gotta swap some recipes here girl because yeah I'm on that whole exploration of the the vegan vegetarian side of things have been for like last yeah like, four or five yeah months now. Thing, so, I know I think
1: it's yeah. important for us especially fitness girls like people want to know how do I get to be a vegan or vegetarian um with the protein intake and all that stuff. And that's like what I'm trying to absorb and intake all that. And I've been journaling, um, 90 days. I'm not done with my 90 days, but I'm, I want to make sure that I have 90 days of information to nice. share and say, Hey, this is what worked for me. I did it for 90 days and I still have, I can look like this and, um, don't be scared because I was the first person who would be like, you know, vegans can't eat this and they can't, there's no way that they can, um, Look a certain way because we need animal protein, and, and for the most part, I think we do. To certain people, but you have people who have infl- you know, anti, um, infl- inflammation yeah. diseases like myself yeah. and Hashimoto, and so many other diseases that we can't have that. Yeah. It makes us sick. Yeah. And so, um, so I think it's really important to kind of give some share, shed some light on that.
0: Yeah, that is like extremely important. Well, that's really cool. I had no idea you were doing the journaling as well so much information is going to be coming at you so yeah watch this space people watch chatty dunmore's instagram get lit oh my gosh so exciting well chatty (laughs) you know uh this has been so awesome it's been so great to catch up with you i really appreciate you know you sharing your story and just being so raw and open i know we had some topics here like you know it's I really think you stayed true to the core here with, you know, letting people know that it's okay to stand tall and trust themselves. And I really appreciate you and everything that you've um, spoke about today for my audience. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you. I had so much fun. And um, again, um, keep in touch and just, I guess the last note I would say is no fear and just, you know just if you guys have goals out there listening to this it's there's a reason why you heard this podcast and um it's important that you follow your dreams
0: thank you for tuning in to another episode of becoming unfuckwithable if you believe you're unfuckwithable go ahead and share this podcast